Hello, welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're joined by special guest, Aaron. Aaron, tell us I... a little bit about yourselves. Hi, guys. So I'm a friend of the cast and an old college friend of both uh, Mango and Buddy. I actually was in their club with them, and um, I guess I've been lightly, casually gaming. I'm <laughs> not sure what else you want me to say. Yeah, I, but you, you have been playing uh, a lot of uh, Hearthstone, as I understand it, and that's what we're going to talk about today, the new Hearthstone expansion, uh, Witchwood. But before we do that, buddy, why don't you show the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, on this podcast, we like to talk about games, and even if it's a month after the release of the latest Hearthstone expansion, the Witchwood, we want to get our our two cents very late in there, I guess. Uh, though it's not entirely our fault because Blizzard waited two weeks on the monster hunt, which was which was like a, a big part of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where do you guys want to start with uh, with like all of the Witchwood? I've been playing a whole bunch of, of Hearthstone, uh, and I really like the Witchwood a lot more than Cobalt's at least. Um, and mm. uh, and I'm having I'm having a very good time. In fact, Hearthstone has kind of become my like go to like goof around game which was typically wow for a long time but now i just i just go and i sit in hearthstone and i do monster hunter i like play a couple of ranked games or something along those lines which i haven't played hearthstone like that in a long time mm. uh so um i'm gonna start off by saying i've been away from hearthstone for a while i came back for this expansion um and i'm not super deep into it or or whatever um but we got a, a request specifically from a uh, friend of the cast uh akshay to talk about a little bit about um what to know if you're coming back from being away for a while. Um, and okay. I would say that I'm really deep into it, so why, why don't you t- to talk a little bit about what you think you really need to know coming back in at this point if, say, you've been out of the game for, let's say, a, like a, a full a full year. I, I could take this, buddy, if you want. Um, yeah, go for it. So we just went through a set rotation. If you've gone, been gone for a year, I guess you went through one of them. But now, um, let's see. Whispers of the Old Gods, One Night in Karasan, and Mean Streets are out. They're only in Wild. Also, we got this awesome thing where you do not get duplicate legendaries in your packs. So that means you can craft with impunity. And if you craft something, you're sure to not get it. And that's kind of helping out. And they've also added a really nice, um, I guess like an extra, what's called a pity timer. Where in the first 10 packs of a set, you get a guaranteed legendary. And then your, your regular pity timer, which is on, like at, at worst 40 packs, um, starts again. Um, we have a few new mechanics. Uh, let's see. In Angora, you have adapt and um, special, which, let, which once you adapt it, you could pick a couple of power ups. And you got quests, which were um, spells that you cast. And then you, if you meet a certain condition, you get a very very powerful thing and that's actually coming back up in the metagame with especially with quest rogue right now uh you have lifesteal which is i guess um I, th- I think i've heard of it in magic called like lifelink any damage dealt by the minion heals your hero and that was like the big thing there i guess you could say and recruit came in with uh kobolds and catacombs which lets you pull out a, a one of your minions from your deck not activating any battle cries but it lets you cheat minions out pretty early, especially with things like um, Possessed Lackey and other things. Um, did I miss anything there, buddy, you think? 
Uh, no, I guess I, I feel like that's it. I mean, The Witchwood itself has um, has added a bunch of new stuff, and the meta changed a bit, but also didn't change a bit. Exactly. Um, because of Q-Block. Uh, Mango, have I talked about Q-Block on the cast before? Do you know what Q-Block is? Um... I, I think you mentioned it, but I'm not I'm not super sure on as to what exactly it is. So so why don't you go over it for people? So just, so Q Block is basically an extremely powerful control control warlock deck um, because warlock just got like these insane value tools um, over the course of Cobalt's uh, um, uh, the, the Knights of the Throws Frozen Throne um, and now a little bit in the Witchwood because they got. Um, they got that one legendary, like, Lord, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord God, yeah, Godfrey, Lord Godfrey, 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 Godfrey yeah. yeah, with his, like, big AoE clear, but, like, so you have a lot of, and, and like, and, and Warlock has always had a lot of power when it comes to control in terms of, like, AoE clears and stuff like that, they have stuff like Hellfire, they got a really powerful spell called Defile, which, you know, has, has made for, like, cool gift sorts of plays, um, but in Cobalt and Catacombs specifically, they got Void Lord, which is a, a 3-9 taunt, creature that when it dies it summons a bunch of void walkers which are all one three taunts which just like i mean that's six slash 18 in stats and that's like impossible for like um, an aggro, deck, a, to an aggro deck to kind of like get through yeah um and they got stuff like um uh possessed lackey which is a five mana card um that recruits a minion or that recruits specifically a demon with its death rattle that allows it to cheat out um, those those void walkers early. Also, the warlock weapon skull of Minari can do the same sort of thing. Um, the, yeah, but for <laughs> the hand, which is a big thing. So like, there's no with with warlock. There's this big like no risk. You can keep tapping. You can keep drawing cards. And if you have skull of Minari, then you're not gonna get. Um, you don't have to wait till turn nine to pull out that void lord. You don't have to yeah. wait till turn or you know be scared of discarding your you know your blood reaver Goldan or your cube. If you if you pull out um, your void your what's it called your five seven and well, even if, what is and a cube exactly so so cube oh. is carnivorous cube it's a five mana four six that says battle cry uh, destroy one of your friendly minions death rattle summon two copies of it right so it's a, it's an, it's another big like value play that you can make uh, and it's specifically made playing against a cube lock hard because one of the best ways to get past void lord is with the silence right. Silence the Void Lord, it's no longer taunted, it no longer has that death rattle. Well, all the Warlock needs to do is play Carnivorous Cube. Um, it eats your silenced Void Walker, and then when the cube dies, it spits out two unsilenced uh, Void Lords. Um, and there, and now your city, now you have to get through two of them. Do you know what I mean? And then on top of that, in Knights of the Frozen Throne, they got Blood Reaver Gul'dan, which is a 10-mana hero card uh, with the battle cry return all demons that died this game uh to life so if they can get blood reaver gul'dan out now they're sitting on you know potentially like two or three void lords and a whole bunch of void walkers it's just a fucking nightmare um, and, i mean and what really like so that that in itself is huge but then their hero power is extremely powerful compared to a lot of the other heroes and even the hero, the the Death Knight and Hero cards, you know, it is a uh, life steal three da uh, three damage life steal. So you deal three damage to um, any minion or face, and you heal those three. So that becomes like a basically a counter. It becomes, and with Cobalt's also they got this card called 
a card called Dark Pact, which is a one mana, uh, destroy a friendly minion, heal for eight, which lets you get value right away out of your cubes. So, you know, you don't, there's no risk of your cube getting silenced, and that, that uh, Voidler that got, you know, eaten up uh, doesn't come out. So yeah, gives... so Q-Block has been dominating uh, the meta for the last two. This was the reason that I had a hard time playing Kobolds, um, uh, because Q-Block was all over the place. And also, I, there wasn't a very strong Warrior deck at the time, and I typically really only play when Warrior is fun, uh, <laughs> because I'm a, sh I'm a shitty piece of shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess Dead Man's Hand Warrior was a little bit... But and then, even then... Um, oh, yeah, the rotation. Yeah, the I rotation. Played, we need to talk about that. <laughs> I played so much Dead Man's Hand Warrior. Holy shit, is that like the most fun deck I've ever played. But, um, but uh, uh, the problem with that is that Warlock also got a card called Rin the Disciple, um, and Rin the Disciple has a, a, a death rattle that um, uh, puts a card in their hand after a whole bunch of other cards or whatever called Azari the Devourer, and Azari's battle cry is destroy your opponent's deck. Um, and so D Dead Man's Head Warrior, I mean, sometimes you can kind of like play around it by trying to like mill Azari or mill one of the, you know, like you, you, because you can do stuff by forcing them to draw with like the old Cold Light Oracles and stuff like that. But a lot of the time it was just a death sentence because eventually you can't go infinite anymore because once you DMH back into your deck, he just Azari's your deck and now you're, you're dead sort of thing. Um, but, exactly. uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it is like a, what is it like a thirty mana play? You go have to go through three through like yeah, five of these I cards. Think, I think Rin is five, and then there's then Azari's uh, ten mana. Yeah, Azari's ten mana, Six. and then there's three spells, four spells maybe. Um, Two, three, four, five, six, and then Azari. I think. Yeah. So that's thirty. Throws them out, and then Azari's ten mana in in himself, and then so like you know. When you see that <laughs> happening, you, you want to start drawing your cards. And, and if you're doing, you know, Dead Man's Hand Warrior, you, you want to get that second Dead, Man, Dead Man's Hand in your hand as soon as possible. But, you know, if you're playing against a skilled wait until you, you know, throw those cards back in. And unfortunately, um, I guess with the rotation, we got a couple of Hall of Fame cards. So Ice Block, a mage card that lets you go immune when you were dealt lethal damage, is gone. Which makes playing mage a little bit harder now, especially on, with those combo decks. But also, cold light, cold light oracle, which was you know a staple in Dead Man's Hand Warrior, oh, is gone. Oh, it was gone. so important, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and uh, there's one more card. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and but the but there was also a lot of stuff that rotated out with Mean Streets um, and uh, Karazhan and stuff like that, like. Um... I don't know what what are sleep some, with the what, fishes? Yes. Oh, sleep with the fishes. Right, was so important for Dead Man's Hand. Sleep with the fishes was deal three damage to all damaged minions for two, which was a huge piece of kind of AOE board clear for warriors. Um, there was, uh, uh, I mean, patches got nerfed, so he wasn't really seeing a lot of play. The same thing with Raza for like Raza Priest, um, but those cards all kind of rotated out. Uh, with the with the big set um, with the but, big set rotation. So. Yeah, but other than the Zoth, um, I want to say Warlock was uh, Cube Block specifically was basically untouched, so yeah. they could they couldn't you know pull back another set of Void Lords out. But um, without so like you know their value getting kind of shrunk a little bit there, but you know the fact that they can still go so far um, is, is a problem, and they didn't lose too much. 
It's pretty, um, it's also uh, pretty much confirmed that in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a balance patch, I think, after the next, like, HCT, which is the the eSports rotation uh, is coming up. They're going to do a a balance patch uh, and probably hit Q-Block as well as... um, uh, yeah, like Agro Paladin has been super huge since Witchwood came out. Yeah, it's kind of boring for me because <laughs> I really want to play Paladin, but I don't want to do do one of the two, you know, one of the Agro archetypes. I guess you know. I'm... Yeah, I know. My favorite version of Paladin is actually is is Galvadon. <laughs> I really oh. like <laughs> Galvadon and like La, uh, what is it, Lanessa? Uh, oh, Lanessa Sansaro decks. Yeah. Uh, those 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 paladin decks are fun, but uh, but aggro paladin I, I typically don't find very amusing. So well, Mango for a, for you and for fans at home, like the uh, La- Gavadon is the is the quest for paladin, which you have to cast a spell on six minions, and then you get a five five that adapts uh, six times. So that you know, for your information, there. Okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah, he no, is. Right. Uh, he is not very good. He has a pretty bad quest, but it's lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I as as his buddy at least knows. I only play dumb bad <laughs> meme decks, so you know, I, I can definitely appreciate that. Then uh, I think we should have a league of our own, I guess, or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, I yeah. I mean, uh, so I guess other than Deadman's Hand Warrior, um, like what other decks did 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 you lose, buddy? Between Cobalt well, and which you know, would... I also did. Uh, I I was also kind of into Tempo Rogue, um, which ended up kind of getting destroyed when Patches and um, and Car- and uh, Carrion Creeper, well, no Corridor Creeper, got um, nerfed. Uh, got nerfed into the ground. Corridor Creeper was a card that was seven mana. It was a seven mana five five that says whenever a minion dies. Right, reduce its mana cost by one, um, and that's for and, both sides of the board. Yeah, so, like, if you trade it, board, you know, that, that uh, thing so goes down quickly. It was in. It was just an insanely huge tempo play to get like a zero mana five five on like turn three or four when you're you know really contesting the board in those kinds of early games. But I actually really did enjoy Tempo Rogue. Tempo Rogue was a lot of fun. Um, it's. I, I want to say it's on the rise. I mean, maybe it's a little more in the aggro. Uh, with the with the Baku and stuff like that, but yeah. I think um, I, I want to say Temple Rose is back on there, especially with the um, uh, test package. I guess you want to you can call it, you know. No, the test package is legit with like Blink Fox and stuff like that. Um, I haven't actually played like a very dedicated test deck, but I kind of want to because I saw a YouTube video the other day uh, that kind of uh, that kind of showed it where you go like all out and get like pickpockets and shit like that, um, and you know you're like shadow stepping and like Zola and using Zola on tests to get like recursive value on on uh, on her and everything like that. Is that do you play do you play uh, uh, do you still play that test stealer deck? Man? Um, oh yeah yeah no I I, I do. Um, my ex- I don't have all the cards I think I need to really make it shine. Like, I think you really need Face Ripper. I also think that Tess... Collector. Yeah. Oh, Face Collector. Face yeah, Collector, whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, the, the Echo Legendary Minion. That one. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think that um, Tess works better as kind of like a piece of a different rogue deck. Like, maybe as like part of like a combo deck is what I've seen it be more successful as. Um, but, like, there's just, like... I play like this dedicated test deck, and if I go against another rogue, it's like it's like well, my power combo is useless because not nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of that is uh, I've also found that like um, in particular, I've had a, I've had a tough time against warlock with it because warlock cards tend to be 
very like specific, and so getting a random assortment of warlock cards tend to not be useful if they're not like if if they're not uh uh what's it um uh, if, if they're not collated to do something on 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 their own um and hmm. so I, I i just i i have much worse luck with uh with with tests against against other rogues and against uh warlock but i've i've been uh, tooling with it um but it's 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 not super successful but it's fun right like it's like it's yeah. Yeah. dumb meme decks I mean, actually, my favorite rogue deck right now is Kingsbane Rogue. Oh um, gosh, that was one of my favorite decks bad, back in Cobalt. But really fun um, if you could like get it to work, uh, because you eventually end. Up, it was better. It was better with Cobalt's because you still had stuff like South Sea Squidface, um, and it's harder to get like really, really insane numbers on your Kingsbane now, just because there aren't as many uh, there aren't as many cards that will pump the attack of the uh, the attack of your weapon. Um, but there are some times that I just could get like it can just get really dumb. Like this, there like on one game I had um, I had Valera the Hollow out pretty early, and I had Captain Greenskin in my hand like the whole time, and so it was like Captain Greenskin, you know, like Shadow Step, Captain Greenskin or something, um, and then uh, and then there was a and then and then I, I I vanished that Captain Greenskin and played him twice more with the Shadow Reflection. So it's just like the the Kingsman was just ridiculous, and you're just hitting everything for like fucking twelve or whatever, and it just feels so good. But Usually man, when that deal. deck is yeah, man, when that deck is bad, oh god, it is so bad. Like you whiff on all of your like Cavern Shiny Finders, right? Or you never get like Leeching Poison, which is what gives the Kingsbane Life Steal. So you're just like sitting on like three like out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah, that was one of my favorite decks. I, I, I used to do a, like a mill King's Rogue, you know, and I just keep shuffling my, since I didn't have Valir the Hollow, you know, I just keep shuffling my Kingsbane back in. And I once I got lucky and, and got Mimic, I Mimic Podded my uh, Kingsbane, which gave me two copies. So I, once I kept, I could equip one and then equip oh, the other. So yeah. I could go <laughs> on this big loop, which was lots of fun. And I mean, I, I've actually been trying to, um, I guess, make my a Kingsbane version of my own using the new um, combo cards that give your weapon plus one damage that are pirates. Yeah, those but, guys have actually been pretty okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think Squid I Face, Squid Face, the Naga Corsairs, I want to say, mm -hmm. uh, kind of did lose a lot of the, a lot of the power that gave like Kingsbane Rome the, the ability to like go over the top with that. Yeah, but uh, but I think the biggest change that the Witchwood made um, has been the addition of Gen and Baku, which are uh, – I've talked about this a little bit before on the cast, but – so what Baku does is if, you're, if your deck is all odd cost mana cards, um, like 1, 3, 5, 7, 9 sort of cards um, – it upgrades your hero power from turn one to be the, like, from the start of the game, uh, to be the upgraded version that we used to have with just our true heart in um, the Argent tournament, right? Uh, so warriors get tank up. Um, there's the the double silver hand recruits. Uh, rogues get the two two dagger instead of the one two dagger. Uh, and then Gen is if your if your deck is all even costs, right? Two four six eight ten. Um, you get the uh your your starting hero power costs one instead of costing two right so you can spam it out a lot more and this is really where we've seen like the rise of these like aggro paladin decks that we were talking about um because it turns out one mana one ones every turn or 
two mana, two one ones every turn is pretty fucking good and makes for and makes for strong decks. Um, and so Gen and Baku have been seeing a lot of uh, playing Paladin. Uh, I have played both Even and Odd Warrior, and they are both extremely fun. Um, <laughs> Odd Warrior gets a lot of play because a lot of because um, the Warrior Quest, which is kind of one of the only like good quests, um, which ends up giving you Sulfurous, which is uh, uh, the, uh, which gives you the Ragnaros hero power of two mana deal eight to a random enemy. Um, that quest or that version of Warrior has been is probably the most common at this point. Uh, and then there's also like Gen Even Warrior, which is just uh, of like a big recruit style deck because all those recruit cost cards are, are like six and eight, like the Lich King and stuff like that. Um, so uh, I feel like those have been like the two biggest, like monumental cards that have come out of the Witchwood itself, just because it's like kind of instantaneously made these new deck archetypes. Exactly. Yeah. It, it kind of like split the decks, you know, in new. It's kind of really interesting. It really like, good to like play around um against these players because you're like oh they don't have consecration or you know because they're playing this odd deck mm -hmm. or you know you kind of you kind of you know if you remember your cards right you can you can see what you can play around unless they, they start discovering things but uh, unfortunately i i don't think i pulled any of the gen or baku so like i haven't been able to like you know dip my toes into either yeah I, I i i crafted baku pretty immediately because i knew how much i wanted to play that Mm -hmm. uh, I knew how much I wanted to play that tank up warrior. Yeah, I, and that was like my heyday, man. When with uh, Jessica Trueheart tank up control warrior, that was my fucking shit, dude. Like <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I managed to pull Baku. I think it was Baku. Yeah, it was definitely Baku. And I tried uh, a face hunter because I was like, I can be a shithead. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm surprised it, that face hunter deck didn't go anywhere. I thought that face hunter deck was going to be fucking brutal, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was really no, bad. I, I, yeah, I, I haven't had a lot of luck with it. Um, speaking of cards that 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 dominated the first day of the expansion, uh, what do you guys think of Shutterwalk? Ooh, I I've I've only um, encountered it once or twice. Thankfully, I guess, because you know it, it would have taken my whole lunch break away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually did pull it, but like because I didn't want to be one of those people, I never like used it to the deep OTK potential, and I also didn't have Grumble. I wasn't gonna craft it for you know one deck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, it's it, you can. I don't think it's that overpowered. I do think it's just annoying. And with the recent hot fix that came up, where it doubled and it capped, it doubled the animation speed and it capped the battle cries it could um, do. I think it might be a little bit better, but I don't think it. You know, it took off much of its power. To be honest, yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Like it's, it, it, it's as my experiences with it. I've faced a couple of them, and I I play relatively slow deck so it meant but like it's it's so much time for it to build and go off i don't really see how you can be like mad about it if they manage to to, to build enough uh uh you know battle cries to get it off yeah i i actually like the deck in in a certain sense because i've always enjoyed i i just like control decks in general but i've always enjoyed control shaman uh the old version of control shaman was uh 
Sleep shaman? Wasn't there some kind of like name or like, concede shaman? Wasn't it? Oh god, there was a shaman deck. Uh, it was like it was it was it basically revolved around Keltazad, um, where you would get stuff like earth elementals into play for cheap, and then you would play Keltazad, and then you would play reincarnate on stuff, which destroys it and returns it back to life at full power. Um, or and then there was another card. Um, where you you give it a death rattle to resummon itself, um, and once you get that combo of like Kel'Thuzad, if you hit Kel'Thuzad with that, right? So you destroy it and then resummon it, and he comes back, and then he brings back the destroyed version or whatever. So you have two Kel'Thuzads on the board. Uh, it had a term I couldn't remember what it was called. It's like um, I don't know, uh, but that like that was always my big my favorite version of uh, that was always my favorite version of Shaman. It was a very like control deck. Um, the Shutterwalk deck is sort of like that, but not as much fun because it's kind of a combo deck, I guess. Where it's just like, can you assemble the combo pieces? Um, and hope like... they go off in the right order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You hope that they go off in the right order or whatever. But yeah, like that, that kind of like didn't really go um, anywhere else, I guess. Like other than maybe Wild, where I saw some the interactions with the Jade mechanic. You know the the bigger and bigger man. Oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, uh, it. I don't think. I'm trying to think if if there were any shamans uh, brought to the recent um, HCT playoffs. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, there were a couple of weird decks that made it into that HTC playoffs. Like there was a weird, um, like recruit big um, uh, druid deck. Where you use uh, Oaken Summons on the five one Death Rattle Summon a five one to get out those guys really quickly and kind of survive those early game turns, um, and then you start like ultimate infestation and like nourishing for just like super big zero mana dudes. Um, oh god! Oh, I mean, before the rotation, you had. Um, did you ever see that combo where uh, with the? So you 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 run the Jungle Giants quest using those exact guys. And then you want to get, um, you want to get the charged devil swords. You cube them, and then you play Deathwing. Um, oh at yeah, the end of this, and, and he spawns a whole bunch of charged devil swords. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. Uh, that was pretty <laughs> brutal, to be honest. <laughs> cube has been simultaneously one of the most fun card. I like. I, I have another version of Baku Warrior that is a fatigue warrior deck, um, where the whole point is you cube direling. Uh, your Direhorn Hatchlings because Direhorn Hatchlings shuffle another um, like another the- card into your deck and so you're cubing Direhorn Hatchlings and like facelessing those cubes so that you fill your deck with a bunch of shit um, and then once you ha- and then once you have more cards in your deck than your opponent you can beat them in the fatigue game plus you have like fucking tank up and shit um, so that that deck is actually kind of like a lot of fun even though it's kind of meme <laughs> I mean you are dropping six nine taunts in the way you know because of the dark horn hatchlings yeah yeah so. yeah and it's also like Elise like because you you play Elise and then you Zola your Elise <sighs> and that kind of, that kind of thing it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds amazing. Uh, I might have to check that out. I, I... <laughs> well, with the bar- it, it, I, really borrow... wanna, I really want to be clear. It does not work out that well. Oh, and by the way, Silence wrecks this game plan because you don't have the same ability that a Warlock has to get instant value out of your cubes by, by like, dark-pacting it or whatever. Um, so it has happened 
a lot because <laughs> silence is pretty common <laughs> where I like finally get it off and I'm like, okay, cool. I cube, you know, like I cube the dire horn hatchling and then I face the cube and then it's like, you know, two silences or like a master spell or something. You're like, fuck. And I don't think you want to waste a shield slam in order yeah, to activate exactly. a cube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I could, I guess I could use shield slam to activate the cube. So I typically are, I'm not running as, as, as high armor levels. Um, because a lot of time you get beat up real hardcore in the early game, you don't really get to like get big fat, uh, uh, like big fat armor values until um, uh, late until, game until later. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the things that uh, Witchwood came out with uh, was actually the borrow decks feature, which was uh, I haven't I, I haven't personally tried it out yet. Um, Didn't you borrow? Did you borrow some of my decks, Mango? Did we play together? Um. I haven't done that with you yet. I have definitely borrowed decks with somebody, but I don't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was probably Charles Powell. I think you talked about this on a previous cast. Oh, you're right. I think I did, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, I had a point to make. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were talking briefly about the uh, the esports scene. Does esports met like are is the ladder meta about the same as the esports meta? No, they're very no. different. Which is oh. good, actually, because it makes the esports a lot more fun to watch. Can, can you talk a little bit about the uh, about both of those metas right yeah, now? Yeah, they you briefly they, talked it, about it had, the latter meta right now. What is it called? Uh, conquest mode or something like that? Yeah, it's so so. There's different kinds. There's last 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 hero standing where uh, you play a deck. You play a deck until it loses, and last one to ha- you know, I guess to have a deck wins. Or conquest where you have to win with each class, which makes it a little bit more fun. But you know, it different metas. But like. So in conquest, you have to bring a very lineup, and usually there's a there's a band strategy. So you know you can target the warlock or the paladin, and then you know take your car, take your deck against the rest of them. Uh, while in on ladder, you you don't get you don't get the luxury of banning a class. So you, you know you might run into you know warlock, warlock, and you know a bunch of paladins depending on what pocket pocket meta you're in, depending on your rank. Yeah, and so uh, it 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 kind of opens up certain classes for. I mean, like Warrior got a bunch of play in that HCT just because um, it has a good matchup against something. I don't even know um, control. So usually, that, yeah, like there's that kind of like cyclical sort of uh, version of things, right? Where <clears throat> you kind of uh, like you have Q block, and Q block gets beaten by whatever, you know, like at temp, Tempo Rogue, and Tempo Rogue gets beaten by Taunt Druid, and Taunt Druid gets beaten by Baku Warrior, you know, and so there's that kind of sort of thing, and because you you have to prepare multiple decks, and specifically, you have to prepare multiple decks for multiple heroes, you know what I mean? Like, you can't bring even Two Warrior, warlocks. Odd Warrior, or you know, uh, Fatigue Warrior sort of thing. Um, it, it, it offers a lot more variety, and so it's actually pretty entertaining to watch, um, uh, be, because there's a lot more variety than there is in the ladder. And I mean, on ladder, um, uh, although with the recent changes, I'm not sure how much that changed, but like in, with ladder, people, you know, they drop, you know, with the, with the monthly reset, you know, they have to get back, they want to get back up to where it's fun, so they start running, you know, the, the quickest, whatever gives them the quickest match, they start running like these hyper aggro decks. To get through, and then you know, once they reach a certain point, then then they can switch to the, the more control or more value games, 
in order to, in order to climb higher because they know all those aggro is not going to happen. So like, you have to wait through a lot of people who are trying to climb as fast as possible. That makes sense. Um, speaking of speaking of climbing the ladder, um, something I think we didn't go over in our if you're coming back is the ladder works differently from the last time I I was playing on the ladder. Can either of you explain to me really quickly how how that works? So yeah, so I I can take I can take that, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. so, so what used to happen is you dropped you you dropped a lot of ranks basically. I think it was like set. So you you drop back to a certain level and then um. Using your bonus stars, it gave you uh, stars for the for the next one, so it pushed you up. So people who had climbed to legend, you know, the the, the creme de la creme of of Hearthstone, had to had to go all the way back to rank sixteen. And so you know, and that's where this whole okay, let, let me just run aggro so I can get to legend, and then I can start you know getting those getting, getting my HCT points. But now they changed it to where you always drop five ranks. No matter where you are, you drop five ranks, and so it, so legend players go back to five, fifteen players go back to rank twenty, and they also change the uh, monthly chest reward. So instead of having just to get past rank twenty, um, they just have to win five standard games, and also they actually um, evened out the number of stars needed. So before rank twenty five, I think was like two stars, mm-hmm. and up to like lo- up to like rank 20 where it was like three stars and it keep going and then you start getting to these five star ranks now every rank is five stars so it kind of i, I want to say it kind of evens it out and because everyone shifts the same amount you kind of find yourself uh going against people you know of the same skill level or deck level i guess you could say yeah and it, that's actually been uh a cool i i, I kind of hover around rank 20 ish because i don't play too much um uh i don't play too much or i haven't been playing so much since like cobalt so i started at rank 25 um and then i typically like clear my quests out or something like that but uh uh it's it's better than it used to be where like if you played in the first five days in the expansion and you were like somewhere in that like rank 16 to rank 20 phase you just got curb stomped you know what i mean because like all of the people who are rank five and lower or something like that they all fall back um and they're just playing the very best decks uh against you know stuff that even like even if i like baku warrior and i think baku warrior is the best warrior deck it's not tier one you know what I mean? It's probably not even tier two, to be honest with you, um, in terms of, like, climbing the ladder and stuff like that. So there's just, like, a lot of games where it's just like, fuck, it's another one of these, and you just, like, auto-concede. Like... <laughs> um, but so changing that has made it much better yeah, like, because, you know, yeah, like, now, I mean, now rank, you're rank 20 anybody. used to be, like, right, like, I mean, before, rank 20 was just, like, you could get anything. You could, you could get a, a player with, like, basic cards, you know, and just which were cards, or like the most recent expansion, or you could get people with like multiple legendaries, and then, you know, the tier one meta decks. So this kind of like, I want to say, it kind of like even even the score out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to also talk about the Monster Hunter mode, which is the new PvE mode. And I actually kind of almost think that the PvE modes are the reason I play Hearthstone. Uh, 
because I like I have all the heroic <laughs> card backs um, from all the old adventures or whatever, and then Dungeon Run. Like I still go back and play Dungeon Run because Dungeon Run is so fucking fun. Um, but so they released a new mode called Monster Hunter, which has four classes, uh, which are based on some of the classes, right? There is Cannoneer, which is Warrior, uh, Tracker, which is Rogue with a sprinkle of Hunter, um, Houndmaster, which is Hunter with a sprinkle of Druid, and then, um, uh, uh, Time, Time Tinker. Toki the Time. Yeah, yeah Toki the Time Tinker, which is, which is just Mage, I think. I don't think it has a sprinkle of anything. Uh, but they have different hero powers, um, and those hero powers, like, make the games, like, a lot more interesting, but it functions a lot like Dungeon Run said, right? Like, you kill every other boss... You get a, a powerful treasure or whatever, right? And there's like 40 different bosses and you random into them and they and they are progressively more difficult, right? Um, but there's actually like a little bit of a and narrative And you get to here. add to your deck. Yeah, and you get to add – at the end of everything, you get to add three cards to your deck or whatever. But there's actually a little bit of a narrative here, which is kind of interesting because each of the three um, – or I'm sorry, each of the four monster hunters kind of has, like, their own individual final boss. Um, so, like, for instance, um, the final... Toki's is herself. Yeah, yeah, Toki, yeah, Toki's is, the, is kind of, like, the most... Uh, Toki is fight, you fight infinite Toki, which is, like, the future version of yourself, or whatever. Um, and, uh, and I've been having a ton of fun with, like, monster hunter mode. Uh... Yeah, I, I think I have, too. I've, I've beaten, uh, Three of the four. I haven't beaten Tracker yet. Um, well, Tracker what about took you? me a long uh, time. What about you, Aaron? Um, I think I'm two out of four right now. I got Cannoneer and I got Houndmaster. Um, I I can't wrap my my head around Toki or the the Time Tinker one. Mm-hmm. So I keep have like yeah, I keep just getting beat up in like the fourth boss, something like that. While with uh the Tracker. I keep going to maybe like the final boss, and I just don't get the right. I just don't get the right draw. No, that sucks. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah. So like, like, you know, I go in and I know, okay, this is the boss. I know how to do this, and then I just don't get what I need. But I've, I have been able to get that you, the uh, the small rock OTK against the echo. The echo. Oh race. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I thought I was so. <laughs> fucking clever when i figured that out and then i like went to the hearthstone subreddit to see if anybody had said anything and i like searched it and i was like oh buddy you fool <laughs> yeah, they, they stick you to throw this like don't post about this anymore we know yeah it was so sad because i just i thought i was so cool uh uh but yeah i managed to pull one of those off too what's uh i don't know i i found toki to be kind of like the least compelling of them because it's just kind of like Restart the turn and hope that the the RNG goes better. Uh, yeah, Toki is fun because uh, Toki is is at her best. I would say I had a lot of fun with Toki because Toki um, specifically asks you to kind of play a control matchup. Um, there's kind of it's very hard to make Toki into a tempered tempo deck, which is typically what the um, which is like typically like in the dungeon runs. Right, most of the time you wanted to make a tempo deck. Uh, because you could, like, very rarely outvalue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unless you had, like, some, uh, some, like, special version of, uh, of any of, of any of the decks. But Toki very specifically is, like, no, like, you want to control the board, it's very spell-heavy and stuff like that. Uh, but the thing that, the thing that is fun about Toki, I have, I have found, is to just, like, embrace the, the chaos, right? Like, there's, like, one set of 
One of her buckets is called Wild Magic, I think. Um, and it has stuff like, you know, Primordial Glyphs, right? Or like Cinder Storms. Just like anything with any randomness whatsoever. Uh, and uh, and I always play I always play that when I play Toki. Just because it's kind of like a, like a long duration Yogg-Saron. You know, like you're just trying to be <laughs> random and hope that it works out. <laughs> Well, that's definitely fair. My 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 Toki, my first Toki run, um, the, the the one I managed to beat it on. Um, I pulled Chuck, so it was a lot of like, um, like biding time, then putting a bunch of monsters in my hand and just throwing them at the enemy face, which I I love. Oh, uh, interesting, Chuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's funny. I've actually never picked Chuck before. Uh, uh, as one it, of the treasures. Yeah. No, I was actually kind of. L- least happy with the uh, with the Toki treasures, um, like the like, I don't know I felt like the like you know lost prevention was just kind of like well that's a card that I should never like you know that's literally a card for losers and if you win you don't need that card ever so I, I ended up doing <laughs> using some of the more generic ones yeah and I'll tell you what the um I, I ended up going with uh, heal packs and uh, uh, the one and glyph of warding, um, and it did wonders for me like. Uh, infinite to- I ended up decking infinite Toki and she ended up uh she ended up uh what's it called uh uh uh, uh burning herself out on on uh on, on on draw wow yeah that was it was crazy wow yeah my numbers i uh uh i am 84 bosses deep into the tracker with one win 59 into Toki with one win 30 into um the cannoneer with three wins and then 24 into houndmaster with one win uh though i don't know it didn't take me 84 runs to beat tracker because i just find tracker really fun so i've like gone back and played it a couple of times but uh one of the things that sucks about tracker is that um who's tess gray main one of the things that sucks sucks about tess is that like i find the most fun way to play tess which is kind of like creating a miracle rogue sort of deck um is very rarely good against her final boss uh because of that like kingsbane the only way that that works the way that i beat tess is um he the 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 final guy has um uh god what's his captain shivers like the ghost pirate has that kingsbane that he draws every round or whatever but he also has um fell reaver which says every time you play a card your opponent plays a card mill three sort of thing is i just kind of had to like bide him out until he destroyed his king's bane had a mill had a fell reaver up right and i had a bunch of cheap shit in my hand where i could just mill him until i until i burned off um until i burned off the king's bane and i actually had at least two runs where i ended up losing with that strategy just because like I couldn't buy that, you know. Like leaving a five mana eight eight on the board is just really tough because you're taking eight damage to the face every time. You know what I mean? Um, and so I and so uh, uh, I like Tracker a lot. I find Tracker to be like insanely fun. Um, but I feel like the best way to play, like the best way to win the game with Tracker, um, is kind of uh, uh, like a tempo. Uh, a tempo version of things which is really which is really kind of ironic because her hero power is like negative tempo you know what i mean that her hero power value. is all value yeah so yeah. so neither of you guys have played the final boss against hagatha then no not, okay because i beat hagatha the other no. day i actually beat hagatha on my second try hagatha is super fun but i won't actually spoil it because it was very cool to kind of like think through that fight on my own i feel like all right awesome well uh 
Okay. Uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. For a future cast, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it is insanely. It is insanely cool. They really. Because I was actually kind of wondering what they were going to do to like. How do you kind of um, how do you kind of set up the idea that all of these, all four monster hunters are working together to take out Hagatha, sort of thing. Um, and uh, I ended up milling Hagatha too. Now that I think about it. Um, and. Uh, it they they solved that in a pretty ingenious way i i think um that ended up being a lot of fun so oh, sounds super interesting hopefully i'll be able to uh finish the tracker at some point um is there any is there any uh <laughs> benefit for uh for clearing out the um uh the 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 runs more than once like do you get anything special for it no Okay, Which sucks. Curious. I wish no. they did. I mean, people have been petitioning for like some kind of reward to the PVE mode for like completing dungeon runs and stuff, and Blizzard has uh, pretty emphatically said no. Um, there are quests for it sometimes where you get like defeat three monster hunter things or whatever. But yeah, I go back and I play them just because they're fun. Yeah, uh, like Cannoneer is insane. And also, like, I mean, the f- sorry, yeah, I, that's, I think that's been. Uh... That's been one of my favorites. I mean, yeah, you you get the quests, and um, but I think I, f- I feel like they've they've said like they don't want people to feel pressured or like mm-hmm. to start you know um, botting it or, so, or something to that effect. Yeah, I think, but, I yeah, think there is so, a danger to botting uh, it. Uh, I I think making it like an I mean, alternative uh, to like uh, to some of like the the normal quests, right? Like win three matches or whatever. If you could do that in in uh, in solo, that would be neat. There's probably like some balance issue there where like. You know, the easiest way to get three wins is to just do the first fight on on. on yeah, you, the, you do the first fight, concede, do the first fight, yeah. concede, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I like, actually yeah, think if they were like... is good for like a... <laughs> uh, uh, what I was saying is like, Monster Hunter Mode like, um, is good for... Because like, you're not dependent on the other player, you know? You're not going against the person who ropes turn one, turn two, you know, or like takes a long time. You kind yeah. of go at the speed you want, and you can back out once you you finish your game. So it's like it's a good way to like take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Take a break in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so. I also like that. There's no like time limit on it. You know, where I can just kind of like be watching something on my other screen, and I can like sit and just like force fucking a mangy wolf to wait on me. <laughs> 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 So the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, I have no idea what we're, what we're looking like for time, uh, but the other thing I wanted to mention that is different for the benefit of Friend of the Cast, Akshay, is they changed arenas pretty significantly um, over the course of uh, oh, the, the right. last two... I guess it happened during Kobold's... I don't really know. I haven't played... I used to play a lot of arena, but then yes. eventually arena got very boring for me um, because, like, arena also kind of settles into a meta after a while where you kind of realize that, like, Oh, like this is a really powerful card in arena, sort of thing. Um, but what, what basically what they did so is they s- they said yeah, like stuff gets like auto pick, and then there's a, there's also like um, like apps and shit like that that you can like Hearth Arena or whatever. Um, or I think there's another one called Light Forged that will like show you what like you know professionals essentially rate these certain cards as being you know good or whatever, and you kind of like auto pick based on that sort of thing. Um, but. Um, they changed arena to basically they called to what people call the bucket system um and the bucket system basically says that all of the cards for whatever class you play right all of the cards are rated 
um, in seven different categories in like ascending order of power, right? Uh, people call them stars, right? So there's zero star, one star, two star, three star, four star, five star, six star. Um, and so there's a lot, le whereas it used to be all based on rarity, right? So if you got like... Rarity. Yeah, yeah. If you got like a rare, you know, it would be two, three rare cards or three epic cards or three legendary cards sort of thing. Um, but now with the bucket system... Right. You can mix and match rarities and the power level in each of the individual picks is supposed to be much more like on parity. Um, and this has been uh, met with mixed results. I think I actually find it to be much better uh, because it makes the process of picking a lot more fun. And the decks themselves are uh, more interesting because you can kind of like um the, the, the process of deck building is just a lot more uh, is a lot more interesting. And there are a lot more points when you're like you know what i already have two frothing berserkers i'm gonna take a blood razor to activate them you know and these are all six star cards or whatever and these are the best and i know that these are the best cards in my deck i know that these are high value cards or something along those kinds of lines um but also long time arena players you would have play been warrior mad about arena. it i do i know i i actually that's why i stopped playing warrior in arena, <laughs> because warrior was no fun because it was so bad um specifically because warrior has such a bad <laughs> hero power um but uh uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, like, so I I'm not an arena player. The only times I went in was when I whenever I had like a free run. Mm. I don't know. I have a weird thing about the, the my gold. You know, I I hoard it until the next expansion. Then I you know then I dump all of it in there. Like, I don't know. And I don't, I don't feel I'm, I'm good enough to go infinite on in arena where you you know you you spend 150 gold and then you get back. Basically, 150 gold in rewards. Yeah, you later. have to get. You have to get to like and, seven or eight or something to go infinite. Um, and I was good at that when Hearthstone first which, launched, yeah. but then I got bad at it. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know. So again, coming from a you know not, not an expert in arena, but like I feel like it might have. I guess it, you could say you know, it made arena a lot more fair. Because it didn't depend on what you got, but it, mm. to me, that was kind of like the fun of arena. Also, like you know, yeah, yeah, sure. You got, you got. Sometimes you got screwed in the in the way you, in the way your cards came up, and you know, even if you try to pick the best, it was still an underpowered card. So like you know, professionals would just like auto, auto. Um, what's it called? Like you, you know, not even play their first game. You just like cancel that deck. Let's start, let's try again. But like I feel like it might like it might cause. A very uniform um, arena experience without like the highs and lows, but, mm -hmm. but so I guess then then like play comes out in that in that aspect it comes out to uh, your decisions and how you play a game. So it maybe it, it puts in a little bit more skill in that sense. Yeah. Huh. No, that that makes that makes sense. Yeah. I, have, I haven't played a lot of arena since uh, since the expansion came out. Just be. Because I, I I was wondering because I I did do a deck collection I played like two games I was wondering why I wasn't getting like matching rarity so so that that's, that's good that you explained that now, now I understand what the hell is happening um yeah there's... I also think that you could look up what I think yeah. there's a spreadsheet or something that like shows what is in each bucket um for each of the the the, the classes mm -hmm. um and so I don't know maybe that also kind of like diminishes uh like diminishes it a little bit because you can just be like oh this is my three star bucket or you know this is my zero star bucket or whatever else sort of thing but uh you know i don't know yeah 
I wonder if they should make that, like, more open. I mean, like, yeah, I guess you'd, you'd learn it by playing enough, but, like, I feel like if, if it's if it's going to be, like, part of the mechanic anyway, why why hide it? Um, people have requested yeah, I mean, that style... they take the, uh, the Dungeon Run 3-pack blocks and say, okay, your arena deck is now three packs. It is now three cards, right? And you have to take three card blocks. Um, so you pick it like you pick cards to add to your dungeon run, which I think would be a little bit cool and clever, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I've never heard that suggestion before, actually. Wow, that's a that's a, that's a very interesting one. Right yeah, there. It, um, it, is, like, it is definitely I've heard... neat, yeah. I don't know, I feel like yeah, some so, of those I mean, packs... I've... Go on, sorry, Aaron, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no worries. I mean, like... Um... It's been it's it's definitely been requested and um people are always um a little bit sore at the at the Hearthstone developers for not um putting out the data. Like, you know, when they make these micro adjustments to arena, you know, it's kind of up to the community to find what those distributions are. Mm-hmm. And like like if they say, Oh, we reduce this card by we reduce this card, um, then like, you know, places like Hearth Arena and Lightforge, I think it's called. Um, you know, go out and I guess confirm this instead of us getting the numbers, and I can see that as an issue, or like you know, a thing of you know that ha- that has been requested. Right. Uh, what were you saying, Mango? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that like some of those three packs can be kind of like I don't. Know, I, I've definitely in the dungeons been like, I th- these these packs are not great. It's like you know, like. The the one of them will be like two of the same card and uh, and like a third like weird legendary that is hyper specific uh, to a build it's like oh, I can't use that and then the other two are also be not great so I don't I, I think they'd have to do some tuning around those but it's definitely a neat idea yeah I mean I I think it's it's cool um, just because it makes those uh, it makes those like <clears throat> parody decisions a little bit harder like do you take two bad cards. Right to get the one super strong legendary, right? Or like, let's say you know there's three good cards, but you the, there's three good cards, but they're already in mana slots that you are covered in, and there's three less good cards, right? But they fill out your mana curve a little bit better, right? Like, I don't think pe- like the dungeon runs um, because of like the treasures and like the way like the monsters and stuff work. I don't think that there's uh, it's it's quite as representative in the same way um, of like deck building that arena is. Like, you build decks for different purposes in arena and in dungeon runs is the point. Um, and I but I do like the idea of having to make some of those kind of tough choices. Though I also think that it allows for like abuse. You know, like in in dungeon runs, like I did this. Uh, I think on the one that I beat toki on um i had a i had a block that was erratic creatures and it was three stonehill defenders which is an amazing card stonehill defender is so good um and it's like an auto you know like, mm-hmm. well, I, I would be so dumb not to pick anything besides three stonehill defenders right um and so i think you you have to you would really have to like uh program the system to not you know to not allow like three sylvanas wind runners or something like that uh that's like super broken <laughs> I mean, um, and also, I mean, so depending on how the these three card uh, these three card sets are organized, you know, this could be a seen as a return of the infamous synergy picks. That oh yeah, were, um, a point of contention. So I don't know if Mango heard of, or or fans have heard about this, but it's a 
it used to be uh, they put in a system where the first two picks were going to be okay you're going to get two murlocs or two elementals but then the rest of your deck was randomized again so you couldn't you couldn't be sure that your initial synergy picks or your, your initial two picks were going to match the rest of your deck so you couldn't really build something around it and it was a big point of contention among the uh, community about that yeah they eventually and they so, eventually uh, and the took way it back yeah scrapped it exactly mm. they just scrapped it and i mean then so with in with dungeon run the way you know the way these these three sets work it's usually pushing something it's pushing the unique or pushing you know the throw it all in their face when it, you know like mango said so like i'm trying to think if how randomized they'd be or how synergy dependent they would be yeah. I mean, just, yeah. just kind of like in, in this vein, as um, in like a casual mode, I would enjoy the ability to kind of play Monster Hunter decks against each other uh, just for, for, for kicks um, with, with those kind of like weird broken cards mm-hmm. in them. Um, uh, like, if, like that could be a neat mode just because like you can inherently limit like how many of those those crazy cards are in the deck to like, you know you know, two of the passive ones and two of two of the active ones, and I think that'd be cool to play against another player with. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like, you know, nuts and bolts down to it. It feels like a thing that would be hard for them to monetize, so maybe they wouldn't be so eager to do. I also, I, that also <laughs> sounds like a tavern brawl to me. I feel yeah, like that, you know, that, that kind of stuff. It, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but I don't know. I feel like, I mean, again, non not, not programmer here, and like, like, you know, it could be really cool to put in, like, a challenge within the 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 you know the user not the user but the friends list you like be able to challenge people with your monster hunt decks or your um and the, they just have to make sure they got their uh or i guess what you could do is make like a duel like so each person okay so you go through you pick you you get your you know 10 standard 10 standard cards and then you get your sets and then you get you pick your treasures that way you know you don't you, you don't have someone coming in with only having two treasures and complete up to that point, while the other person's up to the final boss with mm-hmm. you know all the cards and treasures. So I guess that would be a good way to, fair, to make yeah. it fair. Yeah, no, it that, was... that sounds like a really cool, like you know, that's that's some fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a really cool idea. I just don't know again how like motivated they'd be to do that, given that like it's it's it'd be it's it's not a thing that they can easily. Uh, they, they can easily monetize off of like yeah I, I mean i would play the fuck out of like a monster hunter brought like imagine it was something like this where like you have to complete a monster hunter run right but but your completed run like whatever your your most recent completed run is or whatever you can then go into tavern brawl with that deck and fight other people's kind of like completed run decks right because like a lot of times when you're completing mm. a run you're completing a run to like beat a boss or something along those lines right like yeah i like the kind of miracle rogue version of tess right but it's really bad and it's hard to beat that final boss but i bet that that version of tess would be amazing against other players like i would probably shit all over other players <laughs> with that or something like that yeah, right? you, you know what I, I bet you for a, for a brawl specifically i bet you there's enough people playing this game that you could do something like um like every time you brawl, if it's like your if you're at the bottom, like your your first match, you each have 10 HP, and you have like the base deck, and then you just like kind of do like the monster run, but like against each other. I feel like that could work for for a brawl. Oh, thought it out. Oh, right? yeah, interesting. Um, you, you, you that'd be a players... long that'd be a long long brawl. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but you know, it's, it's I mean, that it's sounds like, like a fireside brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that exactly. Yeah, because um, like you know, I, you know, if if you're one of the people who going to turn and roll for the you know you're one and done, so you can get your pack, you know, you you really want to set through ten, yeah, yeah, or eight uh, eight bosses, you know, eight times. So yeah, it sounds like more like a fireside lose. roll, but like I like I like I like the idea. Yeah, no, it, it'd be a cool thing to do, yeah. like, um, for itself, but like definitely if you're like doing the it for the space. pack, yeah, if you're doing it for the pack, it's like. Well, I lost. I lost on my fourth one, so I have to start over again. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it would it, it would be neat. But um, yeah. I think we're at about the end of 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 our of our main section here. Um, so let's let's transfer into our weeks. Obviously, we've all been playing some Hearthstone. Um, but uh, before we uh, let, let, let's let's do Hell's Rebels real quick first, and then we can we can ask Aaron what he's been up to for his. Uh, is weak and or life but but first tells rebels we had a session where we um oh what did we do this session we uh oh, you negoti- guys got the glorious reclamation thing yeah um and we had to negotiate with the uh the glorious uh reclamation or we we chose to negotiate with the glorious reclamation over chalax and it looks like we're hammering out that deal um how like it was it was uh how how long it, it, has this been in the works for the entire the entire arc, buddy? I'm um, the, the, yes and no. Um, in a way, I always knew. It, I didn't plan on it coming down in this specific way. Um, but about but the session before this one, where I was kind of like, okay, you know, the Leonin are attacking, and there's three diplomats. What do the three diplomats give you if you? save them sort of thing that's when i kind of like solidified this stuff i always knew that i wanted to get you guys in the room with the glorious reclamation and actually sit and kind of like talk with them or whatever um but uh the plan was was not fully realized until uh i i knew what i wanted to do from the session before this yeah no it's it's interesting because like we spent like a whole session hammering out the the deal with chalax and then it's like this session is kind of like throw it away on some like like relatively loosely defined terms that that makes sense right in terms of like the narrative it's just kind of funny yeah, I mean, the way I, that... I, a certain part of me wonders if i sold it properly because the the idea is supposed to be that like well so first of all um the idea is that good and evil are equally um uh that essentially the the evil path is the safest path right and if you are true to your like if you are you know Horregard says this, um, and I don't mean to, like, kind of call you, like, a hypocrite or something like that, but, like, if Beauregard is true to his word about how uh, about how important Ravenel is compared to the rest of the word, to the rest of the world, I think he goes on the evil path and he releases the Sabbath phage, right, in, the, in West Crown, because it is the way to solidify, it is the easiest path to victory, sort of thing, right? Um, and then you have the, uh, and then you have uh, the good path which is riskier, right? Because you really need to, you like, you now are invested in destroying Chaliax, right? A version of this where Chaliax beats the glorious reclamation, you guys are fucked. Do you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. there's a big risk there, but there's also a big upside sort of thing, right? If you want to go down that good path. And then the neutral path is kind of the hardest in a way. We're like, okay, if I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to be a huge piece of shit and release this, you know, chemical weapon in a city of civilians and shit like that or whatever right but i also don't want to go back on this on this deal that you know like 
uh, Chaliax is, that puts the most personal risk on you guys because it makes your fight the hardest, right? Um, and so that, that was kind of like the choice in my head. Uh, but you, you all pretty, sw- you all swore off the very evil version of that pretty insanely so, quickly. So, and I, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I couldn't pitch it to Alaric. I yeah. had to pitch it to Marigrug. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I, I would say that, like, like, I, I would challenge you that Beauregard, like, his word would be do, to do the Sabbath phase because Beauregard wants best for Ravenel, not what's the most expedient. Alaric is definitely wants the most expedient. I think the Sabbath phase really plays well into that aspect. Um, at least from where I'm standing. The... See, this is yeah, this is a little bit of how I think I don't didn't quite sell it well because it's not just that it's expedient; it is the best way to accomplish your goal of assassinating these people. Is sure. By is by getting them all. You know what I mean? Like have them fight a bunch of beastmen in this city and completely devastate their army, and then like you ambush them at the end of the day when you guys are all at full power and they're at you know like not sort of thing. Sure, um, but I, I think the um. The kind of complication there is like it's not necessarily the best long term kind of view for Ravenel, um, especially if any of this ever gets out, right? Like, like Beauregard's very sensitive to that. Um, and like, I think at the end of the day, the Glorious Reclamation is actually ultimately better for dealing with Nadal. Um, and also, kind of like as as a trustworthy ally, I, I don't know. The, the, the way I thought about it through, Be- through Beauregard's lens is that the long term. The glorious reclamation succeeding is actually better, mm. um, and that, that's why I chose to to kind of go that direction. Um, especially because I think what you did do a good job of selling is like how dangerous this party of five was. Um, and so, like, I feel like if if Beauregard did want to go the the um the 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 the, the Chilliac route, he would want to use the Savage Page. Not that he'd be open about that with right, uh, right. With with uh with the goody two shoes, um, uh but uh, but yeah, I I think I think that's kind of like I think you did a you you I don't know if you meant to to to, to state it this large, but it, you made you made them the the five of them sound like really dangerous and like not easy to deal with in any way. And yeah, that was very important to it, especially because I wanted to make sure that you guys um. Uh, there's a certain amount of kind of like plot armor that is like expected in a way to this that like, you know, like just because you are the heroes of the story, there's almost an expectation that goes along with it that says, well, you know, whatever we agree to, we will be able to, you know, kind of like overcome. And so I was glad that like, you know, nobody, nobody said something like, oh, come on, you know, like how difficult can they really be or something along those lines? Because like, not to put too fine a point on it, but they are literally the end bosses of another adventure path, right? Of the Hell's Vengeance adventure path. And and not just that, but like, they're not meant to be fought in a group. Do you know what I mean? Like they're meant to be fought, um, uh, broken up. Uh, Like Parnon Eriks is, is not meant to be fought next to Alex Yira is not next to be fought next to like one of the other guys or whatever sort of thing. So, so like part of that was like, definitely you know and you know hey maybe you could have figured something out right like if as long as you get the kill on alexira you kind of maybe you can retreat come back you have some i don't know some other plan that works in the same way that you guys kind of like figured out another plan to beat marigrug's uh sister sort of thing you know like there's a lot of like freeform options or whatever but i did want to make sure that that was uh uh i wanted to make sure that that was um 
clearly communicated. I mean, the real thrust of this session was good or evil pick. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You you've been you've been teetering on that edge for a long time. You know, and I thought that it was about time that we got to a point where you really kind of had to take a look at uh, take a look at the good version of things and the evil version of things and say, okay, which one do we want to go with? Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I it, it's interesting because you you made it like. It's one of those things where, like, all things equal, like, Beauregard picks the good side because it's better PR, right? And mm. I th- I think that, like, really pushing it, it, like, really pushing for evil to be, like, a, a solid option um, would have would have maybe had, like, the, the, the neutral option be a little bit more um, compatible. Not that I thought it was poorly done. I just, it's just interesting how it played out. And, I, again, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think pitching, pitching the South Phage to Alaric would have been a, a much different would have would have been a much better play. Yeah. Um uh, but you know that's that's yeah. the way things go, I guess, sometimes with the realities. But uh um I don't know if I have anything else I want to talk about Hell's Rebels. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with Hell's Rebels? No, that was uh that was basically Oh, the other thing I wanted to to do was that like the deal you're getting with Chiliax is a little bit deceitful. I haven't I haven't done a very good job of this, I feel um in kind of like playing up the double speak in like contracts or whatever uh but i thought but i liked the idea that like chaliax getting you guys to assassinate the leaders of the glorious reclamation it has this like alternative motive that you didn't know about you know what i mean and there's that that sort of like uh like uh you know I don't know, equivocation coming out of the lawful evil side um, is something that I haven't felt like I've done a, a very amazing job um, of doing. But like I, I but I, but so I also kind of took that opportunity uh, when it was presented here um, in order to uh, in order to kind of like make that a thing. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it's a, it's a hard thing to, to to get away with, too, because like if if you're going to do that, I think you really want like a written document that you can like point yeah. back to and be like, here's the hole that you missed. Um, and, uh, and like, uh, I, th- I think it's just harder to do with online games in general. Cause as we've talked about before, the level of engagement can kind of uh, waver. And uh, I-, I think you want like full engagement in order for that to feel right. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a thing that can, you know, uh, there's definitely a thing, that, you know, like Rickax is, you know, in character, he is unengaged cause that's Rickax. But like, I also feel like that that can be that could be kind of frustrating if if you are unengaged and you suddenly like uh me no read paper problem yeah and and now I'm being punished for it kind of thing yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel like that would very much uh I feel like that would very much suck but yeah um I think that's hell's revels Aaron why don't you tell us what you've been doing what you've been playing lately um so with um I guess May the 4th uh happening I g- kind of got back into Star Wars Battlefront, the first oh, one. Oh, interesting. So I've been like trying to find, lo- I've been trying to like find lobbies with people in it because it is kind of empty out there. So like I can only get into like twelve player games, and even though I have like quests and objectives, like oh destroy this many vehicles, I'm like, well fuck. Well, when you say um, when you say the first also, one, um, you, do you mean you mean like the the first EA like the first first one or the EA, the first modern? No, one? no, no, no. The, First modern one, okay. the e, you know, with EA, I think it was, yeah. Although I did love uh, the original one on, on PS2. <laughs> there's no Yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I, play, I played that on Xbox but, with my brother. I know that there's some custom projects out there to get that running, and I, I want to know how, how deep your rabbit hole went. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, not, not too much. Um, also, my wife and I uh, started a campaign on Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, she and I finished the campaign on the original one um, a, a while ago. And um, so we've been itching to get back into it. And it finally went on a, a good enough sale for us to both get it. So we just started that. Uh, nice. Maybe which, a couple uh, weeks ago. Which, yeah, uh, I actually haven't played that game, but uh, I'm interested to hear about it. Are, are, you, are you guys playing two of the named characters or are you, are you full custom? Uh, two of the named characters. Um, I went with Beast, the pirate dwarf, who was yeah. going against the queen. Well, she, yeah. So while well, she went, well, she went with the um, the entertainer who has like this weird possess, like possessed persona. Like she has like this essence that that possesses her at certain times. And uh, we've picked up most of the party, but we're still kind of trying to get our feet um, on the ground. Like, we've been kind of struggling with the first few missions. And I, personally, I kind of stink at min-maxing or, you know, putting out my stats, so I keep putting off, you know, level, leveling up my characters. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, 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 I get it. Um, I There's also, like, a lot of depth to that game that's not, like, super... Uh, super uh, obvious to you if you're just kind of like playing through it like like oh I'm going to cast the lightning was like why is the ground electrified why is the blood sparking why are all my <laughs> guys paralyzed oh no <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I, I definitely understand that it's 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 uh it's really cool I actually have wanted to try and uh play uh a, a, like a one of the multiplayer variants of of one of those games at at, at some point it's uh, uh it's it's a really cool uh Really, really cool, well done system. Uh, I, I haven't played. It is. Um, oh, Go. sorry about that. Uh, like I, I actually, um, we tried to do a. Uh, we got a mod to do a four-player game with some fr- with some friends uh, back in Baltimore, and it was a lot of fun. Especially when you heard, "Hey, can you uh, load?" I kind of got caught stealing this thing, so <laughs> everyone's you know, probably just got that, shot. That is the reason that I haven't been able to play person. Divinity Original Sin because I stole something because <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, like I made it to the first town and I stole something, uh, and then like my game became essentially unplayable because the autosave was from like after I stole it or something like that. And I was like, "Well, I'm not going to go do that fucking <laughs> tutorial again. Fuck this game." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so other than Hostel, those two games have been, you know, what I've been doing with my evenings. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, funny, you 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 been getting into anything new? Uh, I've been playing a lot of BattleTech still, and BattleTech is very fun. Have you played more BattleTech? I have not. I okay. I, I put some time in something else. I'll get to. Uh, if you want to talk about BattleTech, for I a little am bit. forty-four hours into BattleTech, um, <laughs> which is. Uh, kind of at the point to a certain extent where I'm almost kind of like feeling the repetition a little bit of it um, and like the depth of the system is not uh, I've I've kind of like lost I, I, I suppose like the depth of the system to a certain extent um, because I've exhausted like I have a, I have a couple of heavy mechs I have a couple of like most of my teams are like 
one or two light mechs, one or two heavy mechs, and I kind of have like my go-to team of uh, of like uber soldiers. It's a little bit like XCOM in this way. I have like go- my go-to team of like my best guys, but because the curve of the game is so high at this point, I actually can't really go into most fights using like an underpowered mech build um, just because I'll end up getting trashed. Uh, so I kind of have to play every battle the exact same, uh, which is getting a little boring almost. Um, and I feel like I'm not I, – mm. I, I don't have the option to explore like the full strategy space just because like I tailor-made this one group to be good and then I won a bunch of battles with that. And now all of the battles are kind of at that level um, and uh, and so I can't like – you know, I can't like switch things up or whatever, which I really do want to do. Um, uh, but I did just unlock, uh, I think, I don't know. I, I'm in the middle of this, like one of the story missions where you get the assault mechs, which are the largest, most powerful mech types. Um, and you get uh, the, 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 the largest, most powerful version um, of like the guns and stuff like that. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so I mostly have been playing BattleTech. Uh, that is my that is my story thus far uh, with BattleTech. I still highly recommend it. Just from like a you know this is a this is a typical paradox game where they do not skimp on compl- on like complicated systems in order to appease like this is not like a casual friendly game or anything like that. But if you're the kind of person who gets really into this sort of like okay wow. This is a system with a ton of customization, and I can really do whatever the fuck I want with it. Um, this is like the perfect kind of game for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's it sounds like a ton of. I, I really need to get back into it. I've Not to mention, by the way, I, I talked about this a little bit, but like it is the perfect like distillation of that thing that we've talked about before on the cast of like touring through space in a spaceship, right? Like doing jobs to make ends meet, kind of like that like plot structure i mean literally it has that story structure because you get a certain amount of money for each of the mercenary runs you do and then like you know what i mean and you see and you have monthly tick downs in time or whatever like that part of the game is just so great i don't know why that story structure is so compelling but holy fuck is it good yeah i i i definitely feel that i'll have to put some more time into that later i just i just have i haven't had had the opportunity mm. um uh what what have i been playing I, I i put a bunch of time into the um so the first the second pillars of eternity came out so of course i went back and put some time to the first one because then i i kick-started that game and didn't play it like at all so uh i i went back and and, and, uh, and uh and played it for uh, a while and that's it's it's, it's a fun game um, I'm not as big on the real time plausible stuff, um, as I am on, on some of the more turn based stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's still a good time. Um, uh, the last time I was in this type of system was for um, the other uh one um tyrant, uh, tyranny, tyranny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, all these uh, another two paradox games. Although I will point out that um, again, BattleTech is 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 uh is harebrained and. Uh, Pillars of Eternity is Obsidian, um, as is Tyranny. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a cool system. Uh, um, I really like the the Chanter class, which is basically like a, it's like a caster, but he he's kind of like a bard caster. Mm. Um, 
and uh, everything's a bit more flexible than uh, you know. It's it's not as kind of like uh, the fantasies aren't as containerized as they are in something like Pathfinder. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing some more of that, so I can eventually get to de- to to Deadfire, Pat Pillars of Eternity too. It's uh yeah, the, the, that's game. the it's kind of like pirate stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know that's that's uh, part 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 of my jam. So I will uh, <laughs> get get back to get to that eventually, hopefully. Um, I need to generate a good save though <laughs> to play the second game. Oh, oh so you, the the save you generate in the first oh, game goes to the second. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a, there's carryover. There is apparently Ooh. a very in depth like uh, game, you know, like save generator. But mm. um, there is apparently some bit like there there is some level of granularity that you can't get if you don't transfer a save. Um, but there there is a, there is a, a very comprehensive tool if you wanna if you wanted to start with the second one. Um, but I figured I own the first one, so I might as well uh, go for it. I have to tell uh, my wife about that because she uh, she actually played through Pillars of Eternity one, and she when I told her that Pillars of Eternity two came out, she was like, "Oh, I should go back and play the first one," because she wasn't really really satisfied with her first with her run on the first one. Hmm. Like she didn't really like her character, so oh, like, you know, that, that'll give her some extra motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always I always get I always get a little burned on these games because the kind I, I typically always uh uh like in Dragon Age and stuff like that, like in RPGs like this, I like to play dual wielding warriors kind of in like the Tonric vein. Uh but very few of them hit that same kind of like dual wielding big giant weapons thing, which is part of like the fantasy in my head. So I kind of almost feel like I need to just separate that for, separate that out from myself. You know, like where I where I just kind of say, you know what, I'm just going to play, you know, a different version of things um, because the the dual wielding systems are never what I want them to be. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, I, I feel that I feel like we, we like there's a, a space for that. It's, it's a very valid uh, um, uh, uh, archetype, but just kind of not one of the first ones and so it's always kind of like a thing that like gets tacked like you know tacked on later in in you know in tabletops it's like some splat book that's like gives you some ability to wield a two-handed weapon in one hand and then mm-hmm. you have to like combine that for massive penalties to do the two-handed thing yeah but, and uh, it's, it's mostly the penalties that always get to me like they're like oh you can do this and then you just spend like the rest of the game missing because like it has these giant penalties to hit or whatever and so that's always like super frustrating i want my my flavorful builds to be optimal, Mango. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you really have to like do the math out on it, like because like the, the the trade-off is supposed to be that you hit less, but when you do hit, they're harder hits. Yeah, and so you know your your effective DPR hopefully levels out, but you know, uh, I de- I definitely fe- understand that that feeling of of wanting to to just be uh, as as OP and 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 creative. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got, we got a few more minutes left. Any, uh, anything else on? on have you seen Infinity War, Aaron? We did an Infinity War podcast. I haven't. You haven't? So. I have not. I am so behind the Marvel scene. Interesting. Um, Uh, Have you seen Black Panther? uh, No. So I'm on... I'm on what's it called the metal metal arm guy when he first gets introduced Captain America Winter Soldier. Wow, I'm wow. that, I'm that that's far back. 2014, that's four years so, ago. Exactly, but we are caught up on Jessica Jones though. We just finished that like oh, a few uh, oh, did, like yesterday did you like, actually. Did you like the season two? 
Uh, season one was definitely better just because of Kilgrave, but season mm-hmm. two was just like weird. All these like twists and turns with the um. I, guess, I don't even know. Out, you you can, spoil, you can like spoil it a little bit. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I have so a very, I have a very you weird find out like with Jessica Jones. Oh really? Okay, so my we really like Jessica Jones. It's just like it seems more down to earth, especially and with the things she deals with. Mm-hmm. So like her and Luke Cage, we were into Daredevil. We've kind of petered out on, and we haven't even touched Iron Fist. But uh, Iron so Fist with is Jessica garbage. Jones, like don't we were really it. excited when the. Yeah, that, that's what I've that's what I've heard. You know, I'm trying to think if we want to get into the go watch Defenders or not, just to get some more uh, Jessica Jones good stuff. You know. Yeah, the Defenders is actually <laughs> Garbo. To yeah. be honest. Oh really? Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Uh, it, I so, mean, yeah, it really yeah. is. But they kind they kind of shot themselves in the foot because they were like, hmm, let's like, what is the least interesting thing about all of these different about all of these different <laughs> TV shows? Oh, this like super like the hand, you know, like ninja death cult bullshit. Let's do that. And then it was just very lame and uninteresting. Oh, yeah. yeah so, I, I mean, mean I, we just finished Jessica Jones and. I thought I thought Jessica Jones uh, season uh, one yeah. was very good, but I had a problem where it was kind of like a, it was hard for me to get into it. I guess um, the, just there's like some barrier between me and the show that I was like sitting there and I was like, this is good television, but I'm also like not in the moment with it in the same way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I also felt that the first season I think had, so. had like there's a point where the series needed to like. There's like three episodes that don't need to be in there. Like at the very end, it's like it's like every single one of these Marvel shows, though. <laughs> like all of them feel like they're too they're they're like three episodes too long to me. Fair enough. I think even Jessica Jones, uh, uh, season two suffers from that. I think like we were like, okay, where are you going with this? Go on. But uh, yeah, we watched that and like the, um, and we we see Trish. Trish Patsy Walker uh, do something amazing after uh, trying to get an operation that would get her um, superpower. So you know oh, that's shit. and you know since so since I'm not on since I'm not you know I don't know anything about the about the comics you know mm. I, I unless I spoil it for myself I don't know what's happening with that. I was about to spoil that X a little bit for you because yeah. I am familiar with the comics. Oh. I'll just let that go. <laughs> it's like Black, Black Hellcat, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I she is a she is a superhero. Um, uh, so so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so I feel I, I kind of feel like it was a cop out to be honest because like so she goes through this very dangerous operation with the same doctor that, that Jessica Jones, you know, without without her consent got got. The superpowers mm-hmm. and like it all, you know, it almost it almost kills Trish, and you know it all leaves her like in a very bad situation. So I feel like it could have been like a really cool cautionary tale to like have this character be, you know, have something bad happen because she's you know desperate for powers or something, you know. But I don't know. Like that's, Ooh, that's actually that is kind of interesting. None of these ever like deal with like the the idea. This has come up like in comics to various varieties where like not like the idea that you can like give yourself superpowers in a world like this is very uncommon. I find, um, and uh, but I actually think that that's like a really neat idea. Like there was a Lex Luthor arc 
where Lex Luthor basically sells the ability to give people superpowers. Like he figures out a way to like fuck with people's like genomes in order to give them, um, in order to give them superpowers. Mm. And and he starts selling it, and he he just sells superpowers to anybody. Um, and it's like a thing, and we're just like, well, is that is that illegal? I mean, why should it, like should it be? It's Lex Luthor. He's a supervillain or whatever, right? You know, there's all this. There's all there's a lot of interesting meat on the bones of uh, um, uh, of that arc. And obviously, it's Lex Luthor, so he is a supervillain, and they end up, you know, it 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 becomes a whole thing. It's in the it's in the amazingly good brainwashing or something. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a it, he can turn them on and off. Um, <laughs> like he can just snap his fingers and like can and he like disable people's powers. Um, and then eventually he does, and it leads to a ton of people dying because they're like running around being superheroes, like flying or whatever. And uh, right, they're flying. And, in, some of that yeah. and he turns them off. And in order to fuck with somebody, um, he's like, he's like, yep, no more powers. I turn off all the powers, and then a whole bunch of people die. And it's a huge, uh, it's like a huge problem. Mm-hmm. That's also uh, oh, yeah. one of the plots of like the uh, like the first X Men, right? Like they give that senator, make that senator a mutant. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were gonna make him a mutant because. Oh, like, that's right. He turns to like liquid or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unstable, so it kills him. But that that was the thing that's like we will teach him empathy by making him a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's also in the Incredibles. Uh, yeah, where. You know, Syndrome is like, I'm going to mm. sell my fucking gadgets or whatever. When everyone's super, no one will be. Sort of thing. Right. I have to say, I'm very yeah, I was wondering by... the whole Lex Luthor thing. Yeah, oh, yeah well, in the, in the Lex Luthor thing, too. it was just like, um, uh, uh, he wanted to make his own suit. Like, Superman was gone. Superman got depowered for like a year or whatever. So he wanted oh, to make a... That's, um, okay, that's... He wanted to like muscle in on that territory and be like, well, let's make a new superhero for Metropolis kind of thing. But yeah, I am unenthused by, by The Incredibles too. I liked The Incredibles a lot more when I was a kid, I guess. Like a teenager or whatever when I when it came out. Um, but uh, but in like the modern realm of superhero movies, I almost kind of feel like we're like past The Incredibles in a way. It felt It all felt like a little rote to me. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't seen enough of the trailers or anything to know what's, ha- what's happening there. Yeah, I haven't seen like any of the trailers. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it'll be you know good and interesting. But uh, in a way, yeah. I almost think that the Incredibles <laughs> one hasn't aged super well. Um, I, I think. I think it's aged fine. It's just kind of like a very early superhero. Like, I, it's not that the, the the story isn't good. It's just that it's 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 unremarkable in kind of the face of uh, of of the Marvel kind of boom. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I this also happens to right. other people in a way that like maybe it's just like other people interface with these movies differently. Because I also think about you know like I I love Spider Man two and I think Spider Man two is like an all timer sort of thing. But there are a lot of folks who are like, oh, that's a you know what I mean? Like in the face of the Marvel boom, that movie is pretty boring or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I think that that's something that kind of like happens. Yeah, I I, I feel that right. All right. Well, we're at about time. If any of you had any final thoughts, I'll take that as a um, no. I guess, uh, <laughs> go for it. Go for oh, it. Um, I guess what I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. I, I'm having a hard time getting started on The Witchwood as much as I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm, I'm, I still haven't found like, my groove yet. And I think it's, um, 
and this H the recent HDT scene was a little boring for me. So I think I'm gonna wait till the like the Hearthstone Global games um, in order to see what kind of interesting decks because they're supposed to bring every class in. So it's, that's where I think I'm gonna really start playing. But um, otherwise. Yeah, I'm very That's, interested to see what those yeah. balance changes look like on the other on the other side of HCT. Um, yeah. I think that'll be a big uh, a big kind of like yeah. indication for like what a new meta will look like. I'll have to I'll have to check right. out both both the uh, both the stuff both both the actual competition and, and the the balance changes sounds sounds neat. Well, if uh, that's all uh, I got to say, then. Uh, if you'd like to reach us uh, and tell us what you thought about what you think about Witchwood or about any of the other things we've, we've talked about on this podcast, you can uh, reach us at subdurbsplaygames at gmail.com or podcast at subdurbsplaygames.com. You can follow us on uh, twitch.tv slash subdurbsplaygames. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, rate and review us on iTunes, leave comments on SoundCloud. We love it all. Please leave your comments. Um, Aaron, where can people find you if you want to be found? Yeah, so um, I'm on Twitter at Chitario, C-H-E-T-A-R-I-O. Um, I mostly post about daily life, but I'm also going to get back started on classic modeling videos. And you can, if you want, you can friend me on um, battle.net on, at fortunehuntr11615. All right, I'll be sure to put those in the description. Um, buddy, do you have anything else you want to promote? I have nothing else I'm looking to promote. Uh, in that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.